and welcome to a wide awake, bright eyed, and bushy tailed episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host with a spring in his step, Davo. With me as always is Purple Belt Kells. Hello, everyone. And Yellow Belt Andy. Greetings and salutations. By the way, I have an orange belt? Yeah, I have an orange belt. Looks good on you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Kumite of Trivia Knowledge is continuing. Uh, after last week's debacle by Andy, <laughs> sadly enough, I scored 250 points, and it didn't matter because Purple Belt Kells swept the leg, went for the throat, and took care of business. It's, it's, I can't help it. The last week's show was the very definition of wheelhouse. Yeah, it was. I, I was in the pocket for that one, man. I was completely. Yeah. Sensei Neil, let's see if it changes this week. What is the topic? Today's topic is books. I like books. I like Andy, books. how you feel about them books? You like books? I like books. Reading is fundamental. Well, well let's see if we can get some points on the board for you for the first time in weeks. Yeah, man. So Thanks. the way this is going to work is the theme is books. I've got six categories with four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. There's a few bonus points thrown in. And then there is a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. So let's get started with the first category, which is science. Oh. Okay, science books. Or the science of books. Uh, no, these are science books. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I I thought about the science and or history of books, but um, ended up not going that route. We appreciate that. Your gentleman as history scholars. scholars. <laughs> All right. Question one in science. This author's Principia, published in 1687 was partly the result of a prize offered by Christopher Wren to calculate the orbits of planets. Locked in. I'm locked, locked in, in with, with a good good guess. All right, Kels? I went with uh, Galileo. Andy? Isaac Newton. Uh, Isaac Newton. Correct answer is Isaac Newton. Andy! You're on the board. I got a science question. <laughs> it feels so good to be back. I'm back, Ma. I'm back. Back so in, in the saddle again. Okay. We got it. You're back. Okay. Okay. Um, Just want to make sure. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. When uh, someone came to him, a friend of his came to him, to Newton, with this problem, he basically said, oh, I solved that a while back. Let me see if I can find my notes. <laughs> and that went on to become, you know, one of the greatest uh, science publications of all time because it included, uh, not only did he calculate the orbits of planets, it included his three laws of motion, and he had to invent calculus to uh, to do all that. So, I know how that goes. Invented an entire <laughs> field of mathematics. I'm sure you guys realize, you know, we don't, we don't really use... Um, Newton's version of calculus we use Leibniz's 
Cause... Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got yeah. so bored with Newton's form of calculus after a while. Like I'm just done with this. Yeah. It's like black and white and Technicolor. Yeah, it really is. All right. <laughs> Question two. Charles Darwin wrote the book that is the foundation of evolutionary biology. What is the common name for the book? And I'll give you a bonus if you can give me the more complete title. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, locked in. Andy? On the Origin of Species. Okay. Devo? On the Origin of Species. Kels? On the Origin of Species. The full title is On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. Sounds like a Tribe Called Quest album title. It really does. <laughs> you have to shorten that it's, title to look good on a book jacket, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, when they sold the movie rights, it was it became just Species. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> mm, I'm pretty sure that's right, Neil. Sounds right. I've only had half a cup of coffee so far today, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Question three. <laughs> Rachel Carson published a book in 1962 which described the effects of excessive pesticide use and eventually helped lead the ban of DDT and the creation of the Envi Environmental Protection Agency. What is the alliterative title of this book? Locked in. I am locked, locked in. with in. a joke answer. David? Uh, DDT? DD don't. I want that to be right. Well, I just want to say, way to trivialize this woman's life's, life's work and the, the <laughs> protection so of our neck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kels? I believe it was called Silent Spring. Andy? Oh. I went with Big Yellow Taxi because there's a line <laughs> in that song, Farmer, put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on my apples. Leave me the birds and the bees. Oh, wow. So. Did she sing that song? I'm guessing before <laughs> she wrote the book. Uh, the correct answer is Silent Spring. Oh, wow. Well played, Kels. Only Silent Spring because she didn't come to come up with DDT, DD Don't. <laughs> if she would have thought of that, that would have been the first that. one. Yeah. Yeah. Question four. Gorillas in the Mist is the account of this scientist's work in the Karasoki Research Center in Rwanda. Locked in. Locked in. All right, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? Diane Fossey. Kels? Oh, Jane Goodall. There you go. Jane Goodall. Yes, Correct Jane answer. Goodall. Where'd I come up with Diane Fossey? Did you want to change your answer, Andy? No, I can't. Why did I? Okay. The, correct, the correct answer is Diane Fossey. I knew it. I knew it with Jane Goodall, but I couldn't think of the other lady. Jane, Goodall. Jane Goodall's alive, right? It has to be Diane Fossey. Diane. Oh my gosh, right. What? I heard deceased. Was deceased in the question? No. Okay. No, but but that's part of the 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 plot of the of the film or her life right diane fossey is later killed is she not she was yeah or jane goodall is still very much alive so i yeah okay 
Also, Jane Goodall worked with chimpanzees, Chimps. not gorillas. Yeah. Oh, and my biological anthropology teacher just got really mad at me. Okay. <laughs> she used to hate it when students made that mistake. All right. At the end of round one, <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm seeing this right, but it looks like Andy's in the lead with 30 points. And David and Kelsey each have 20. Don't adjust your sets. <laughs> Andy's in the lead. Comeback trail. Cinderella story. It's not a Cinderella story if you're in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> in relation to the wrestling episode. <laughs> you're going to have to let that go, man. Uh, it's going to be a while to let that go. Those wounds run too deep. I thought it was rivers that run deep and wounds are cut deep. Mm. If you have a deep running wound, then that's a, that's a big problem. That is a very big problem. Hey, that's legit. Anyway, category two is sports. 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 Sport. Question one. Never Die Easy is the autobiography of this longtime Chicago Bears running back and Grammy Award nominee. Grammy Award nominee. Locked in. I'm locked in. I, I'm drawing a total blank. Um, Aren't you from Chicago? I, I am, yeah. Okay. Um, are, the, are the Chicago Bears from Chicago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they Chicago, got right in there. Chicago, Nebraska, though, I think. Oh. Yeah. Just off of I-70 near Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping. I am totally drawing a blank here. I have to punt. Are, Are you, you serious? Absolutely. I'm kidding serious. Me, I just, I'm totally sure? blanking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, guy. Hang time. <laughs> I. Oh, total blank. You're going to hurt. Just total blank. You're going to hurt. So that was an official Real punt, then, huh? That's sure. official punt. Okay, David, what's your answer? Walter Payton. Else. How is he a Grammy Award winning Super Bowl Shuffle? Bowl shuffle. 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 Oh, that's what made it for a Grammy. I was going to get, I mean, Walter Payton leaped to my mind, and then I'm like, well, no, because he didn't record anything, but right, Super Bowl <laughs> Shuffle. How could that possibly have been nominated? I did not know that was even nominated for a Grammy. And Seriously? An earlier episode where we discussed that at some length. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I just yeah. kind of threw that in there. I threw that in there to, to kind of set the time frame that this that this uh, this guy was there because I I assumed that everybody would know the Super Bowl Shuffle, but I guess I was wrong. Andy, what are you thinking, Gail Sayers is well, <laughs> by, the, by the way, I love, I love the Crystal Gail Sayers. <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody like in the last ten or fifteen years, like. There had to have been somebody that that I, I just I was even thinking like well it could have been a book you know those audio books also get Grammys like I could not figure out okay well Lady Gaga took a few snaps so <laughs> <laughs> what's her forty time uh, I think she was like four five solid like, man like, that's solid solid forty time for Lady Gaga <laughs> yep. She can't take a hit, though. No. <laughs> Question two. Michael Lewis wrote this book, now a major motion picture, 
about this team's use of, stati of statistics to improve their ability to compete with teams with much larger budgets. Bonus, what is the term given to the analysis of these kinds of statistics? So I want the team and then the name of that kind of statistics. Okay, I'm locked in. Also locked in. I'm locked in. Kels? I went with the Oakland Athletics, and I'm thinking it was Sabermetrics. Okay, Javo? Uh, Oakland A's and Sabermetrics. And Andy? Oakland A's, Sabermetrics, and the book Moneyball. All right, that's correct. Sabermetrics is named after the Society for American Baseball Research, SABR. Oh. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I thought the saber was the bat. Nope. I always thought the, I don't know why, but I always thought the name saber was somebody that was key in developing the idea. Reggie saber. Like it was, like it was saber's <laughs> idea over there in the desk there back. Question three. Raise the Roof is the memoir of this coach about her team's 39-0 and season and third straight NCAA championship. For a bonus, name the team. I am locked in. Oop. I know who this is. I can see her face and her little brown haircut and all of it. And I cannot remember her name. Oh. I mean, if you told that to a sketch artist, man, they, you. <laughs> I'm locked in. Oh, man. She's a really good coach, too. She was really good. Fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's why she went 39-0. and 0 and <laughs> Yeah. I, I hadn't put those two together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfection plus championship equals good coach? Oh. Usually. Yeah. See how that works? That explains 100 years of Cubs history. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap. I'm Ooh. I'm gonna punt. I'm gonna punt. Oh, I just gotta let this go. I got I know the bonus. Yeah. Hang, Hang time. You can well, I mean just say it's someone's name. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you can get the bonus. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say a name then. Okay. I'm unpunting. Illegal procedure. We're pulling it back. Play a game. Play a game. And I will say a name. And I do have the bonus. So am, are, are you go calling ahead, on me to go first, Neil? I am indeed. Um, I'm going to say her greatest rival, even though I know who she is. I'm going to say Gino Ariema. And the college is Tennessee. Okay. Andy? I went a different route with this question. I believe the answer is Luther Campbell, and it's what time is it? Booty time. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Uncle See what I did there? <laughs> the wow. Uh, Kels. I believe... <laughs> <laughs> I believe the coach we're referring to is Pat Summit. Oh, oh yeah, that's too. Yeah. Coach. 
the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, man. Coaching the Tennessee Lady Volunteers. I was so proud of my little song nugget. I think even if I knew the right answer, I might have gone with my joke answer. (laughs) That is frustrating. I knew who that was so much. Question four. John Feinstein wrote wrote the book A Good Walk Spoiled about his year following players in this sport. Good walk. I'm locking in with a logical guess. Good walk spoiled. Yeah, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in with a logical guess. Mm, I'm locked in. Andy? Well, I'm, I'm using logic I learned from, from you listening to the show in the first season that you would think <laughs> the obvious answer would be baseball because you have walks in baseball. But I think it's going to be golf. The argument is, of course, you're walking in a beautiful park and – and playing the game and be better off just having that nice walk. So golf is my answer. Okay. Dave. I followed the, the same logic train that, uh, that Andy did. Golf courses tend to be real pretty. And if you're playing a bad game of golf, you're losing all that pretty. So I'm gonna say golf. We're learning from the sensei there. Look at that. Look at that. We're learning. Kels? Well, if if we're all correct, then I will say that great minds think alike because I followed the same <laughs> logic train and I said golf. All right. Correct answer is indeed golf. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Uh, just a quick question to everybody. Does anybody here play golf? I have. I play putt-putt, but that does not count. I tried picking up the sport when I lived in Milwaukee because a, a lot of the people at the company I worked at uh, played golf, and I actually had my own clubs. Mm. And I probably went out and played maybe a dozen times. Uh, I, yes. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I have, I've never played. I've played a couple times, and it's, it is a long walk spoiled <laughs> if you're having a bad day. <laughs> it's, it's a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. At the end of round two, we had a little bit of a switcheroo on the scores. I've got Kells in the lead with 64, Devo with 54, and Andy bringing up the rear with 52. Oh. But it's still uh, anybody's game. All right. Category three is Kells' favorite movies. Yay. Woo-hoo. This 1998 romantic comedy revolves around the owner of a children's bookstore who is being run out of business by a large national bookstore chain, which opened up around the corner. So name the movie. And for a total of four bonus points, name the male and female leads and the two earlier movies they starred in together. Thank goodness I had three girls during this time period. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm going to have to guess the, the second or well, third movie, I guess. I'm locked in. Okay, Devo. I believe that this is You've Got Mail. Uh, the male lead is Tom Hanks. The female lead is Meg Ryan. They previously starred in Sleepless in Seattle and Joe vs. the Volcano. Fantastic oh, movie. that was the other one I could I went the wrong with. route. <laughs> Joe okay. versus the Volcano is great. 
Okay. Andy? Andy? I have three daughters that absolutely adored both You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. So I, I got the same answers as Dave. Oh, You've Got Mail with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, Sleepless in Seattle, but did not get Joe versus the Volcano. I don't remember them actually watching that. All right. Kels? I got to also have You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle, but for the other movie, I guess The Burbs. Oh, is Meg Ryan in that? Probably not. (laughs) I like it, though. (laughs) That was pretty good. 13 for Kels and Andy, and Davo got 14. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's it's right. I'm sorry. You're right. I shouldn't do math. (laughs) (laughs) Get back to the experts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Got out of my lane there for a minute. Question two. Finding Forrester is a 2000 film about the relationship between a black teenager and a famous author who only wrote one book. Sean Connery, who played the author, has said that that a famously reclusive author was the inspiration for this role, although the movie itself is fictional. So what author inspired Connery? Oh, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. It's got to be. I was hoping for the catchphrase from that movie. Well, the man now, dog. But you're the man now, dog. <laughs> uh, that's the I'm Chicago way. <laughs> Brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, but... <laughs> I think that's a different movie. That's a completely yeah. different movie, but that's one of my favorite Sean Connery lines. I'm locked in. Oh, no. I'm locked in. All right, Andy. I have never seen this movie, but uh, the most famous reclusive author I can think of is J.D. Salinger. Kels? I had no idea, and I've seen this movie. Um, So I went with an author that Sean Connery was very uh, tied to, which was Ian Fleming. Okay. And Dave well, I really didn't have an idea. I the only thing I've seen of this movie is that meme, you're the man now, dog. <laughs> and I just wrote down Walden because he believed in solitude. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah, that's not I think you mean Thoreau. Thoreau. That's Walden. what I said. That's what I said. Can we just move on? I admit my wrongness. <laughs> I understand he went into seclusion because people coming up to him going, hello, Mr. Walden. (laughs) That's funny. Hang on. I'm recovering from that one. (laughs) Yeah, Neil, you're out of control. Take a minute. Get your breath. All right. No, I was hoping that the famously reclusive author would be the clue to J.D. Salinger, who also only wrote one book. He wrote a couple of novellas also. But, I was going to uh, say, he wrote two smaller stories. We have only one novel. and Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Question three in movies. In this movie, James Caan plays an author of Victorian romance who writes a more serious novel. Through, a fortunate, through an unfortunate series of events, he enters the care of his number one fan who doesn't care for the new novel and forces him to write a new one. 
What is the movie? Locked in. Oh, yeah. I'm locked in. As am I. All right. Uh, Deva, what's your answer? Misery. And Kells? I went with the state north of us, misery. <laughs> I'm going to be moving to misery in a couple of weeks. Cheers, mate. Enjoy misery. <laughs> Stephen King's misery. Correct answer is misery. Question four. What evil book does Ash need to find in the Army of Darkness in order to return to his own time? Uh, locked in, I think. No, I'm locked in definitely, but, you know. <laughs> Do you think you're locked in? or? <laughs> um, it's bad because I've never seen these movies, but I think I know what it is. I'm locked in. I have not seen any of these movies. I'm I'm locked in. Okay, Andy. I think the evil book is Walden. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wasn't that the author? Oh, wait, no. That was, no, no. <laughs> A lot of people wow. get that mixed up, Neil. The book was Thoreau. <laughs> uh, okay, Devo. Wow. To all of you. Wow. Um, that was I, solidarity on my Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Necronomicon. Okay. And Kels? I said the Book of the Dead. Same thing. Well, the name of the book was Necronomicon. Oh, well, shoot. Technically, Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Yeah. Well, at the end of round three, we have yet another lead change. I've got Deva with 88, Kells with 87, and Andy bringing up the rear with 85. Ooh. This is a close match. Category four is music. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Question one. This blues and rock guitarist had a hit in 1962 with You Can't Judge a Book by Its Cover. This was long before his contract with a major sportswear brand. I'm locked in. How did he How did he have a contract with us? You know what? I'm about to make the same mistake I made with the Super Bowl shuffle, so I'm going with what I should be the answer, but all right. Okay. <laughs> I know this. I know who sings the song, but I can't fathom the connection to sportswear. And I'm just going with well, Jim McMahon recorded the song, Andy. <laughs> and the contract was clearly with Adidas. I liked it better when you were in seclusion writing your books, Davo. <laughs> I'm like it. Okay, Cal, what's your answer? Well, I, I scratched out John Lee Hooker and went with uh, the more appropriate Bo Diddley. Ooh, well done. It is Bo Diddley, but I don't understand the connection to the sports thing. There you go. Uh, Bo Diddley is the answer that I put down. And he did commercials with Bo Jackson for Nike. Are you serious? You yeah. You don't know Bo. You don't know Bo. Oh, yeah. no. Bo doesn't know. Bo knows. Oh, no. That's right. right. Yeah. Bo, Bo knows. knows this. I Bo forgot knows Bo Diddley was a part of those. Oh. I just guessed. Well done, Kel. <laughs> good guess. That was a pretty good guess. Because I'd never heard this song. Question two. 
Woody Guthrie wrote The Ballad of Tom Joad, which retells what novel? Locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. All right. Andy? Grapes of Wrath. Devo? The, gr- the Grapes of Wrath. And Kells? Uh, I, I remember this now because this popped up in the, the earlier show, but I had no idea, so I went with Pet Cemetery. <laughs> well, I love the rabbit connection. <laughs> it could almost be the sequel to Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> the rabbit comes back. <laughs> You're thinking of a different book. The Grapes of Wrath is, uh, is not about rabbits. Yeah. You're thinking of um, mice and of my, mice and mice. Well, no. Oh, you're right. He doesn't have the pet rabbit in Grapes of Wrath. I'm sorry. You're right. Now I'm getting things mixed up. You're right. It's of mice and men. Ha, Andy made a mistake about a book. Isn't that funny, guys? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, no, mine was a little more understandable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to get a little bit more modern here. This number one Katy Perry hit was inspired by a passage from Jack Kerouac's On the Road about people who, quote, never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spir- like spiders across the stars. And in the middle, you see the blue center light pop and everybody goes off. Well, I'm locked in, but I refuse to believe that this is why this song was called that. I was going to say, I, I do not see her reading this book. I'm sorry. I don't want to be snobby, but uh, I, no, I'm guessing as well, and it kind of makes sense to me, but I, I don't see her sitting in an easy chair in front of a fire reading this book. Yeah, I'll, I'll lock in with this. I hope this is a Katy Perry song. There you go. Baby, you're a firework. The title is Firework. Andy? Oh, I I thought it would be Roar. Okay. Kels? Well, once again, I scratched out. I kissed a girl. <laughs> I went with Firework. Yeah, t- so the story that she tells, at least the one retelling of it that I heard, <clears throat> her boyfriend at the time showed her this passage. She didn't uh, require the information directly, but it was Firework. Question four, Pink Floyd's 10th studio album with songs like Dogs, Sheep, and Pigs, parentheses, three different ones, is based very loosely on what political allegory published in 1945? Locked in, thank you to my little brother. Locked in, thanks to Miss Kirtley. (laughs) My 10th grade English teacher. Uh, (laughs) You had an awesome 10th grade English teacher. That is pretty cool. Locked in. I have no one to thank but myself. (laughs) Get it on on your own, Davo. I appreciate it. I went with Animal Farm. Davo? Animal Farm. And Andy? Animal Farm. Correct answer is Animal Farm. All right. End of round four. I've got 128 for Davo, 117 for Kells, and 115 for Andy. Still pretty close. Good game. Good game, guys. But David was perfect in that round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, have you guys been doing this? The paper that we that we write on, I, I autographed them and sent them to fans. Am I the only one doing this? 
I didn't know that was an avenue that we could explore. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I've been making some money on eBay with it. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have checked it out. The wrestling episode, there's a big bidding war over my answer sheet from the wrestling episode. It's, I'd it's like pretty to throw spectacular. Some chips in to try to get that one. <laughs> that should belong to the company. We need to frame that. Should go to the Smithsonian. <laughs> really should. Okay. Category five is wars. I'll switch it up. You tell me, I'll tell you the name of the book, and you tell me the author. And the war for five points each. Oh, okay. All right. Book one, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Locked in. This ought to be good for anybody who has a historical kind of mind frame. <laughs> I'm locked in. Andy? Ernest Hemingway, and it's his time in, when he was in the Spanish Civil War. David? Uh, Lars Ulrich and James Hetfield. And okay. it was just it was during their time on tour in nineteen eighty six. I totally blanked it. But when you said for whom the bell tolls, my head went dun 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 <laughs> So I had to go with it. Hey, you have no choice. <laughs> when I first came up with the idea for this question. I was actually going to do something like that, but then I simplified it a little bit. But that, that was the first thing that popped into my head, too. Nice. Kills? Uh, I, when you said the title, I thought about the opening to Zombieland. And <laughs> so, um, is that Metallica? Yes. So that's what I wrote. Uh, yeah. Metallica and World War One. But I. But I oh, which is what one is about, obviously. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> The correct answer is Ernest Hemingway and the Spanish Civil War. All right, let's go with uh, Catch-22. Locked in. Um, I'm locked in. I'm locked in, too. All right, Dave uh, Lars Ulrich and James Hetfield. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because I know the war, and I want those bonus points. It's uh, World War II. Uh, Kells. I went with uh, Joseph Heller in Vietnam. Okay. Andy? Joseph Heller, and it's World War II. Joseph Heller and World War II. I think they were in uh, Northern Africa. All right. Let's go back a little bit. Question three, war and peace. I'm locked in. Man, this is a, this is a good category. I'm locked in as well. I'm also locked in. All right. Kels? Uh, Leo Tolstoy. And I was on the fence between World War One and the Russian Revolution. But since I didn't know if the Russian Revolution counted as a war, I went with World War One. Okay. Uh, Dave up. I also wrote down Tolstoy. And I was also on the fence between two wars, the Russian Revolution and the Crimean War. But I went with the Crimean War. And Andy? I'm going to beg the sensei for a little bit of wiggle room here. Um, what, I wrote down, what I wrote down is Leo Tolstoy, but I don't know the, I, don't, I didn't know actually if this war even has a name. So what I specifically wrote down on my paper is Napoleon's Invasion of Russia. But oh. I don't know the name of that war. I see. 
Well, I'll tell you what I have. I'll tell you what I have written down here is Leo Tolstoy. Everybody got that. And then the French invasion of Russia slash Napoleonic Wars. Oh, ah, Napoleonic Wars that, is what I was going for. But okay, that, so I, that sounds that sounds acceptable to me. Yeah. No, no, he, he definitely got it. Like, oh, absolutely, I was That's, sweating that one. I was sweating. Good call, that. Andy. Yeah. I knew it was Napoleon, but I'm like, is there a name for that? I all almost, right. I almost put down Waterloo. Like it's all I can come up. <laughs> Question five: The Great Train Robbery. <laughs> what are you a villain now? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Locked in. Uh, I have read books, He Man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm punting this time. I'm locked in. Great guy. Okay. Davis punting. (laughs) Skip in and go straight to Andy. Michael Crichton from um, the Crimean War. Okay. And Kells. I went with Butch Cassidy. <laughs> and I said the Sundance Wars. <laughs> uh, rounding out this this round with uh, perfect scores, Andy, because it was Michael Crichton writing wow. about the Crimean War. Wow. Technically, it wasn't about the war, but the, the money that they were stealing from the, from the train was money going to the soldiers in the Crimea. There's another lead change then. I've got 155 for Andy, 138 for Davo, and 127 for Kells. Kells, you didn't do so good in the history category. Not too hot. Not too hot at all. You just hit my sweet spot there between history. Oh, I'm sorry. Books that are written on. (laughs) Yeah, that was just. (laughs) I could keep going on this one. All right. Our last category is single novel authors. We already talked about J.D. Salinger. So he is not going to be an answer in this question or in this category, just so you know. Question one, Oscar Wilde wrote many plays, short stories, and poems, but only one novel. What was the name of that novel? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm, I don't know. I can come up with plays. I'm guessing. I'm locked in. Devo? Well, it was the only novel... The only full-length novel he wrote was a was semi-autobiographical. It was called Wild on Wild. Uh, hmm. Did not know that. That's yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Wild on Wild, you say? Wild on Wild. Was the, sub- was the subtitle that either these drapes go or I do? Yes. Yes. Which is supposedly his last line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Andy? I'm guessing I don't I as I'm coming up with things like the importance of being earnest, but you know I've seen that theater production, um, and I still I got to the picture of Dorian Gray, and I'm like I don't remember if that's a play or not, so I'm going with that. Okay, Kels? I did the same thing as Andy. I just knew him as being behind the, the portrait of Dorian Gray, but I have no idea if that's a full novel. It is. And that's his only novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Yes! Yes! Wow, that was a guess. I feel really bad about my joke answer because I knew that. Really? I did. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Question two. 
The Bell Jar is a 1963 novel about a woman dealing with depression, and it's the only novel written by what author? Locked in. Oh, come on, Kells. Yeah, locked in. What? God, I wish I, I, I wish I could read. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna know this author, Davo, when, when the answer's given. I promise you that. I will. This is yeah. someone I will have heard of. Okay, I'm locked in. Kels, I'm hoping that it's Sylvia Plath. Candy, it is definitely Sylvia Plath. Yes, Davo. Nuh uh, it's Minnie Pearl. I had forgotten that, that book of mini pearls. What did she yeah. keep in the bell jar there, Debo? Finest peace preserves. <laughs> Are you mocking an American icon? No. You're an American know. icon. You're still, you're celebrating an American icon. I'm celebrating an American icon while trying to disguise my utter lack of literary knowledge. All right. All right. Question three in single novel authors. Anna Sewell wrote just one book, which was published in 1877. What was that book? Was that her name? I think that's her name. I'm locked in with something. I have a notion. I got nothing. I I'm I've got nothing. I I'm punting. I'm writing down punt right now. Punt. You can't punt more than once. Point. You can't punt more than once. Fine, fine. I'm crossing off punt. Um, I'm locked in. I'm, I'm locked in. Hey, that's everybody, right? Yeah. yeah. Start with. Let's start with the non-punt from Andy. Uh, the Great Big Pop-Up Book of Metallica. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kels? Um, I'm going to hate myself. I went with my friend Flicka. <laughs> I don't, well, I, there was a, a, a vampire novel that was written, and the vampire was a female, a female... I'm trying to remember if her name was Carmella. I think her name was Carmella. I'm going with that. All right. Kells, you were so close. It's Black yes. Beauty. Yes. Black Beauty. <laughs> oh. God bless Bess. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about it. Uh, I mean, you were close to that. It's an old book about a horse, but I, I don't really yeah. know. If it was <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was an old book about a lesbian vampire. So you're doing real well. <laughs> I had nothing. All right. Here's our final question in our regular categories. The Bronte sisters wrote many well-known novels, but one of them only wrote one. For five points each, name the sister who only wrote one novel and the novel that she wrote. I, you're, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I know all three of them. Uh, no. Uh, I'm locked in with utter embarrassment. <laughs> Was that one of the books? I don't remember that. I'm guessing. I'm going to pick the wrong sister, and I know it. I know it. What this is uh, teaching me is I need to read more books. This is bad, because I can only name, like, one book by 
It's yeah, I can only. Yeah. Does Bronte have umlauts? Just asking for a friend. Here. Does right. That's what I thought. Okay. Make sure I write that down properly. Is that what those dots are called? Yes. I'm gonna make sure I'm spelling my wrong answer correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Is that everybody? Yep. All right. Let's start with Kelvin. I juggled between Anne and Charlotte. I actually read Charlotte's book, Charlotte's book, um, Jane Eyre. I hope she wrote another one because I went with Emily and Wuthering Heights. Okay. Andy? The only thing I could come up with, so as total guess, is Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights. I could have named another sister or another book. <laughs> Deva? Well, I said Sister Judy Bronte. Little known <laughs> Judy Bronte. And her one book was a children's book called The Littlest Bronte Saurus. For the win. I doubt it's right, but it should be. Well, two of you were really, really close. Because the correct answer is Emily, and she wrote Wuthering Heights. I mean, you were really close to the point of getting it correct. So the Bronte family, they... They had a lot of tragedy in their lives. The uh, there's the the girl's mother died when they were when they were all really young. Only Charlotte, who was the oldest um, of their surviving kids, had any real memories of her. There'd been two older sisters who died at ages ten and eleven. Was um, one of them named Judy. No, <laughs> their aunt who raised them died when the girls were in their twenties. Good lord, their brother. Their brother died at 31 due to complications from his opium addiction and alcoholism. Emily, Emily died 30 at, at, at age 30, which was just a few months after she got ill while she was at her brother's funeral. Oh, geez. Wow. Um, Anne died at age 29, about six months after Emily died. Um, Charlotte lived about, uh, I think, six more years and died at 38, possibly due to and I'm not kidding. Extreme morning sickness. Yeah, she okay. had she had such bad morning sickness that she couldn't keep uh, any food or water down, and she basically she basically starved to death. The father, on the other hand, lived to 86, outliving all six of his kids. Holy crap! That's all. Yeah, yeah, but uh, every one of them. Uh, Charlotte lived the longest and died at 38. And the other two were were there uh, were twenty nine and thirty, so it's kind of interesting to think what they could have written if they'd survived a little bit longer. So on that happy note, we've got some final scores here. We have a by my count, I've got Andy with a really strong one eighty five, Kells with one fifty seven, and Devo with one hundred and thirty eight. Anybody's game. <laughs> That's a tight one. <laughs> I've got a list in front of me that has 29 authors that have sold an estimated 250 million books. What? So I need you to just name me any 10 of those authors. 
and these are these are I filtered out the ones that aren't English speaking. These are all English speaking authors. Yeah, I'm locked in. I got ten. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked ten. In. I felt really great about nine and ten. I just kind of. Let's start with Andy since he's in the lead. All right. Uh, Stephen King, Agatha Christie, John Grisham, Danielle Steele, which is Davo's favorite author. She's um, great. She's great. Um, this one I'm really unsure of. This is when I said, of why I mentioned, like, you can do this as far back. Um, old Bill Shakespeare uh, might be on the list. Ian Fleming. It might not even be real. <laughs> Anne Rice. Tom Clancy. And then I started getting a little dicey here. Uh, Dr. Seuss. I don't know if that counts. Uh, mm. Michael Crichton. And the one I have in parentheses, the one I was asked to scratch off, Douglas Adams should be on the list, but he probably isn't. Okay. Uh, Kels. Okay. Uh, I have um, George R.R. R. Martin. J.K. Oh. Rowley. Michael Crichton. Oh. Lewis Carroll. C.S. Oh. Lewis. Tom Clancy. Uh, Louis L'Amour. Oh, that's uh, a good Daniel one. Steele, Stephen King, and I went with uh, Dr. Seuss for 10. Huh. I feel a little more nervous about my list now. All right. I went with uh, Stephen King, uh, J.K. Rowling, J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh. oh Michael Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Crichton, uh, George R. R. Martin, John Grisham, oh. Oh. Tom Clancy. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I had, I had Grisham. Oh, Tom Clancy. Char you had uh, Charles Clancy. Dickens. Oh, I did have Tom Clancy. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking above my, my scratched off Douglas Adams and thought, yeah, never mind. Getting a little did nervous you get here. My, yeah. <laughs> I got to get. I got tickets. Okay, uh, Agatha Christie, and I'm wavering between William Shakespeare and George Orwell, but I'm going to go with Orwell. Nice. Orwell's good. All right. Oh, I'm so now mad. Here is the, the Tolkien. I I thought I had all my. Yeah. That's a good one. CS my JK. Yeah, I was ready. Is that Bill oh. Shakespeare sitting over there, Dad? Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, I could tell you. Let me go through these since I don't really have them in any particular order. Uh, George R. R. Martin is not on the list. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Rowling is. Yes. Um, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton has topped out at 150 million. So poor guy. So he's not on the list. He's not on this list. What? Okay. Uh, sure, Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. No, no, he's not. C.S. Lewis isn't. Tom Clancy is. Oh, uh, C.S. Lewis, by the way, is is thirty first. He missed the list by fifty million books. Oh wow! No, that shouldn't have canceled that last tour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Tom Clancy is way down on the list with a hundred so million sold. He did not make the cut. I am not doing well. Yeah, I got one so far. Lou the Moore is yes, oh, good good on the list. he's number seventeen with three hundred and thirty million. Louis wow. Lamore? Daniel Louis Lamore, yeah. Um Danielle Steele is number four on the list with eight hundred million. Yes. Yeah, King is uh, sixteen, three hundred fifty million, and Doctor Seuss is tenth. Yes. Okay, so that was I was going through Kel's list. So I got five for Kel's. Wow. Nicely done, Kel. So yeah. Andy got Stephen King, Christy, uh, John Grisham. Barely made the list. He was twenty sixth. Okay, Danielle. Shakespeare, number one with four billion. Jesus. <laughs> oh, and wow. I almost didn't put that down. Um, I don't see... see. Ian Fleming and Anne Rice are the two that, on my list, you haven't called out yet. Yeah, Anne Rice, 100 million. Um, oh, here's Lewis Carroll at 100 million. So, so Anne Lewis Rice Carroll. doesn't make the cut. Yeah. Lewis Carroll was on yeah. mine. Ian Fleming is at 100 million. So, so you didn't get Fleming or Rice. Okay, so that means I have one, two, three, four, five, six correct. Don Count six. And then, so for Devo, we got King Rolling Tolkien is number 29 on the list. Yay! So you got him. Nice. <laughs> you got Shem. Sure does seem like Dickens ought to be on there, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of Dickens. Dickens is... Oh, he's he's someone that there aren't really good numbers. They think it's probably a hundred million or so. So okay. he, he wouldn't have made the. Um, Christie was number two on the list at four billion. Oh, and I just and, thought of uh, Mark Twain. How did any of us not come up with Mark Twain? He was not on the list. He's not on the list. <laughs> uh, not in the top. Huh. Here's here's the top. If you want me, to, I'll just run through them real quick. Shakespeare, Christie, Barbara Cartland. Had sold a billion. She's a romance novelist. I yeah, guess. never okay. heard of her. Uh, Danielle Steele, Harold Robbins, Enid Blyton, who's a children's author. Okay. Sydney Sheldon. Oh, Sydney Rowling. Sheldon. Yeah. Gilbert Patton. Mm. Um, Dr. Seuss, Jackie Collins, Horatio Alger, Horatio Alger, R.L. Stein, oh. Dean Koontz. Oh, oh, oh. Dean Koontz. I was cool. trying to wow. come up with Dean Koontz's name. When I did Stephen King, I was like, who was the other one? I couldn't come up with it. Dean Koontz. Yeah, who's actually outsold Stephen King. I think he's probably written more books. I like um, Dean Koontz better than Stephen King when I was a teenager reading those books. We've got uh, Nora Roberts, Stephen King, Louis L'Amour, Earl Stanley Gardner, mm. Edgar Wallace, Janet Daly, Robert Ludlum, James Patterson, Jeffrey James Archer, Patterson. Stan yeah. and Jan Berenstain. Oh, nice! The Berenstain Bears! Nice! Did not think of that. Roald Dahl, John Grisham, Zane Gray, Irving Wallace, and J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. That's the and I'm mad question. a couple of those. So I got five for Kells, six for Andy, and five for Devo. Mm -hmm. Which brings our totals to Devo with 188, Hells with 207, and Andy 245. Ooh. Ooh. 
a decisive win. Oh, Good job, Andy. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to Orange. Way too long. <laughs> Good on me. Orange is lovely. Congratulations, Andy. That was a well-played Thank game. You. Fun job. game, guys. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Orange Belt Devo with Orange Belt Andy. <laughs> so long, Ladle Brainers. Purple Belt Kells. I hope you had a good time today. <laughs> what was that and, supposed to be? And Sensei Neil. <laughs> a room without books is like a body without a soul. Oh. Signing off. Uh, hello, all you good trivia people out there. Uh, if you like what you hear, I have exciting news uh, for you. You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast apps, wherever that might be. Whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh, got any ideas, you can tweet us at uh, Ladle Brain. If you're into the Facebook kind of thing, uh, we're at Brain Ladle Productions. Also, YouTube at Brain Ladle Productions. Kind of redundant, but you get the idea. We also have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. If you want to get us individually, there's a Neil, there's Kels, there's Davo, and there's even a, an Andy fellow. If you're feeling generous, uh, also have a Patreon. You know if you can send us some ducats to really help out the show. And that also that leads into us helping you. So help us help you, and you be classy out there. Hope I'm out. <laughs>